everybody, and welcome back to Dan and Jimbo's AEW Dynamite Review. This is July 22nd, 2020 episode of AEW Dynamite. First week after Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen and you all got that the F out. took place. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, this was a very interesting episode of Dynamite. Yeah. You know, it seems like they were moving out of that Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen phase, um, and moving on to new feuds. Uh, so first off, we had Cody's TNT title open challenge. Yep. Um, it was answered by Eddie Kingston, who, uh, he, you didn't know who he was. Mm. I did, sort of. He was, he's, uh, he's from New Japan, I believe. Okay. And yeah, I don't I don't really know what his wrestling style is like. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Um it seemed very like you know, no flashiness, just like Yeah, he's definitely a brawler. Fighting. Um, yeah. yeah, he's definitely a brawler. So this was good a, mic skills. He came in with yeah, good mic skills. That, yeah. That's what I liked about him. Uh, immediately I noticed he told Arn Anderson he's gonna gouge his eye out. <laughs> so, it's going to be Arn Anderson versus Eddie Edwards in an eye for an eye match. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Eddie Kingston, yeah. Eddie <laughs> Edwards is a different guy. Different guy. Um, yeah, it's going to be Eddie Kingston versus Arn Anderson in an eye for an eye match. Great. Um, we need another one. I mean, I don't think the one that happened was that bad, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, so, this was a no-DQ match, um... That didn't come into play a whole lot until the end. Um, with yeah, they took it in and out of the ring, though. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was mainly in the ring. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, no DQ stuff done. Eye gouging and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, not a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, of, like, weapons. Like. Not too many weapons, no. Yeah, until the end. <laughs> uh, and then Eddie Kingston pulled out the thumbtacks. Good old-fashioned thumbtacks. thumbtacks came out. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of expecting him to take a bump on the thumbtacks, because usually that's what happens. Yeah. Like, the guy who brings the weapon out usually gets the worst of the weapon. Um, but no, Cody took a full-on powerbomb onto the, con- into the, onto the contacts. No, thumbtacks. Yeah, yeah, and um, he got, yeah, and he had a lot of thumbtacks in him. I don't know how much that hurts in real life. I mean, it's gotta hurt somewhat. Um... But yeah, he took a good amount of thumbtacks. Yeah. Um, and they made it like it almost energized him. Like he got up right from that slam and came over and, and I think he clotheslined him. Mm. And he started some offense right after that. So they made it like, you know, that energized him, which was kind of cool, kind of yeah. weird. I don't know. That, but That yeah. was a little odd, but I, I don't really remember how the match even ended. Uh, he beat him with the figure four submission. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of dumb, because, like, if Eddie Kingston rolled over a little bit, he would have rolled Cody right back into those thumbtacks. Yeah. yeah, I guess they're going to say he couldn't get him over or something, but, yeah. yeah. Okay, match. Um, you know, yeah. a, a good way to bring uh, Eddie Kingston in, if they play, have any plans for him, mid-card-wise or not, I don't know, but um, I don't see him really as a big star, unless he yeah. gets to be some with some other person as a tag team or a faction or something like that, but... Um, yeah, decent match. Um, I didn't know anything about this guy, but I actually liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah. And I hope they keep him around as a, you know, as a good mid-quarter. He could definitely be that at least. 
Yeah, so. I don't. I don't know if AEW needs another title, but if they do, I think a hardcore title would definitely be the right idea because there's a lot of people who can do that really hardcore style. Mm. Um, you know, if this night showcased anything, <laughs> it's that. Um, you know, people in AEW are good with hardcore. Right. right. Uh, so next was the John Moxley promo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, he didn't say much to me. I mean, yeah. you know, he's saying if you ever get another, if you ever had a match with Cage again, he would break his arm this time, next time, whatever. He thought Taz was smart to throw in the towel. Um, yeah, pretty plain interview. Yeah. I heard teases all week that he was he's supposed to start a feud with MJF, but cause they, apparently they had some kind of Twitter back and forth. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. It. We'll see if that really happens or not. They didn't really set up. They didn't seem to at least start to set that up yet, but we'll see. That seems like the few that might end Moxley's title reign, though. You might want to wait a couple more months to get involved with that feud. Maybe, yeah. I have a feeling they're not going to go that direction, though. I don't know. And I want them to. Don't get me wrong. I think MJF deserves it. But um, I don't know. Either that or it's going to take a lot longer, yeah. Yeah. Me neither, too, because I think... If they're going in the direction of MJF and Wardlow are splitting, I think that'd be a lot easier to do if either MJF didn't have a title or he just had, like, the TNT title or something. Right, right. Because um, I don't think Wardlow is anywhere near ready for a AEW title reign. Um, True. Probably not, no. He's still kind of green. Yeah. He's young. He's, um, you know, he's good specimen. Like, he's good, you know, looks good. Um, and if he gets a little bit more experience under his belt, yeah, he could be uh, he could be a big prospect down the road. But I think they got to take yeah. their time with him. Yeah. Uh, so next up, speaking of MJF, um, he wrestled a match this week against Griff Garrison. Was that his name? Yeah, Griff Gar. I wrote Ganderson. I think I wrote that wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot his local name. talent. Let's put it that way. I forgot his name, and I forgot to write this down until the end, and I forgot his name, so I just wrote Joe Smalltown. Um, Joe Smalltown. Squash match. I mean, you know, very little offense from, from Biff Banderson. Yeah. Um, but Before the match, though, um, MJF had, like, a little promo. He was talking about, you know, how the kid looked like older Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He said, how does it feel to be in the ring with someone who's undefeated? And then, stupidly, this kid blurted out that he lost the match at Fighter Fest. <laughs> that was a tag match, and he didn't even get pinned, so he's still technically undefeated. Yeah, he is um, technically undefeated. Um, he's definitely undefeated in singles competition. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, well, that pissed off MJF. MJF, I think, hit him over the head with the microphone. Yeah. And that started the match, and, you know, it was pretty much a squash. Like I said, he, you know... I think a little bit of offense from from. I think he only got like one winner. whimper of offense, and like, yeah, it wasn't even much. Like, no, no. Um, so like near the end of the match, he dragged the kid into the middle of the ring, and he was like, "I think we got off on a bad note. I'll end this right now if you just tell me I'm undefeated." And he kept not saying he was undefeated. Then he started like stepping on his MJF started stepping on his hand, mm-hmm. and um, then he did say. You're undefeated before pushing the microphone, before Griff Garrison pushed the microphone in his face, and then rolled MJF up for a two count. 
Um, and then MJF hit him with the dumbest move I've ever seen in my life. And it almost looked like a modified. What's that? What's that? Uh, that uh, move that uh, Orton uses off the rope sometimes. Oh, uh, the rope hung DDT. Yeah, it almost looked like it, a modified one of those. It reminded me of that move. Alberto Del Rio used to do where he used to hang people on the ropes and they used to hang themselves there for like a good three minutes and then he would just stomp on their chest. Mm. It reminded me of that. Like, it takes so much setup and they have to hold themselves there. Yeah. It looks really dumb. Mm. Like, they could just get out at any moment. Right. I didn't think it looked that bad, but I also didn't... It seems like you were looking at the mechanics of the move more than I think I was, so... It was just... Maybe you saw something I didn't... Like, the move itself looks effective, but, like... And even that big stomp thing, like, stomping someone with both feet into the ground, but the fact that they have to hold themselves there is so, like, jarring. It takes you out of the move. Um... Yeah, yeah so, I get it. I get it. There's so many of those moves in wrestling now, though, where you gotta kind of suspend disbelief and make see. You know, the guy's gotta like act like groggy or something. Yeah. That's why he's standing there. He's either waiting for the guy to complete the move or waiting for the guy to jump out of the ring. And you know, I you know, I'm not a big fan of it, but it's it's where wrestling is today right now. It's, it's a big, you know, big skill set. So yeah, and I feel like you know those are all my favorite moves, the ones that can kind of come out of nowhere, like the claymore kick. Mm-hmm. I like the the buckshot lariat that can kind of come out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the RKO. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spear. Right. Um, you know I those you are all spear retired. Huh? I thought you wanted the spear retired for Edge. Oh, just for Edge. Um, I don't want Edge to use the spear anymore. Um, just because he doesn't do it very well. Oh. Okay. He 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 does like I hate to call it this, but like a Charlotte spear. Where he uses the arm mostly. When mm. I sort of like them to come full on with their whole body. Oh, okay. With like their head and shoulders. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Like like Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. They do really good spears. Okay. Um, Alright. Yeah. Um, next we had Brian Cage and Taz come out to the ring. Taz said that him and Brian Cage were having some tense arguments during the week. Um, but then they perhaps hugged it out and, you know, became friends again. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he threw in the towel because he knew Brian Cage wouldn't have tapped. And, you know, I'm really glad they went with the whole he didn't tap thing. I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't tap. I'm glad he didn't have to get pinned. I'm glad they went with the whole thing towel throwing. As much as I'm not entirely bought in on Brian Cage yet, um, I'm glad they did that so they didn't make him look too bad. Right. Um, So, yeah, he was just talking about how he's gonna, you know, if John Moxley gets Brian Cage in the ring again, you better bet he won't get him in in that situation again. Um, But then, out came Darby Allen. Um, the recently returned Darby Allen, and, um, well, first, we actually saw that on AEW Dark, uh, Ricky Starks, our favorite TNT championship challenger, hmm. um, came and joined Taz and Brian Cage, and that's, you know, I, I like that. I think, you know, 
that's sort of the right direction for this guy's career to go in. And I, I was sort of asking myself recently, like, where is he? I know, I get that it's Fighter Fest, and but Fight for the Fallen seemed pretty thrown together, so they couldn't have thrown in something for this guy to do, right? Um, but yeah, maybe they were just like leaving him alone for a couple of weeks so that he could join Taz. Right. Uh, and I think that's probably the right decision. I mean, seems. it wasn't, like, official that he was joining Taz. You know, they didn't really make any kind of a statement. He just helped them. He helped uh, uh, Brian Cage on both nights. Mm-hmm. So you assume that. You know, and, um, you know, so we'll have more on that later. But it was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting, it's an interesting thing they're doing. I like, uh, mm. I like it. It's, I, it's something unexpected. I want AEW to do the thing WWE did in like the 80s and early 90s and have nearly everyone have a manager. I think managers are incredible things that WWE just sort of forgot about. Mm-hmm. It's just like Selena Vega, Selena yeah. Vega is the one exception to that. Right. Paul Heyman, I think, could have been that mm-hmm. if they wanted to, but. They didn't, but AW starting to do that again. People are they're using managers correctly mm-hmm. uh, for once. They're not just people that yell from the outside. They're people that hype up their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ricky Starks comes out and beats down uh, Darby Allen. They're just you know kicking his ass for a couple of minutes. Yep. And, and then, then Moxley comes out of the audience with Barbie. With uh with Barbie with the barbed wire bat and uh comes in and clears the ring out for uh his buddy seems like his buddy Darby Allen. Yeah. So um interesting. Yeah, I think they're doing the whole like uneasy alliance thing with them. Mhm. You know, like we I don't like you, but we have the same enemy. So right. the enemy the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right, right. Um, Interesting setup. We'll see what happens with that. We'll have more on that later, too, actually. Yeah. So the next next up, we had the Young Bucks versus Butcher and Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. This match was all sorts of weird. Um, <laughs> so first off, you started in the kitchen because, you know, Butcher and Blade, they were they're butchers, and they were cutting up some meat in the kitchen and then they took off like their robes and washed thought, their hands. Yeah, I thought it was I was about to say I thought it was funny that they made the bucks wait while they washed their hands after they were handling meat. Mm. I don't know, that that was probably one of the funniest things of the night. Um yeah. just you know, the young bucks were like, Oh fine, you know. We don't want to get the salmonella poisoning. Yeah. Or whatever the hell you get from raw meat. Or COVID. Sort of COVID. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, they washed their hands, that was pretty funny. So yeah, it started in the kitchen. Um Butcher and the Blade were really dominant at first. They were yeah, so yeah, they they kept slamming them on the like those whatever food carts, mm-hmm. um, throwing them into the freezer door, uh, a bunch of stuff. They yeah, then they, they dragged them out to the con. The uh, Butcher and the Blade dragged the Bucks out to the concourse. Yeah, that's so, kind of where it took a turn. Yeah, before that, a little bit. Nick Jackson hit them both with some solid steel meat, and <laughs> I don't know. It was just. Yeah, it was just a, it was a whole it was like a kind almost a comedy match, but like you know yeah, there were some good bumps in it though, but yeah, it was a little bit ridiculous. Um, they went out to the bar. Um, there was like the plexiglass COVID protector thing, mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Jackson threw but 
Oh, Blade. Yeah, he threw Blade. Blade right into that. Um, Butcher started coming back. They Butcher and Blade threw uh, Matt Jackson in the truck. Into his own picture on the yeah, truck. That was own. funny. Oh, no, that was Nick Jackson. They threw Matt Jackson actually in the oh, truck. Oh, they threw Matt Jackson into yeah, the truck. And then they, and then they threw Nick Jackson into his own Nick picture. Nick Jackson and Lon darted him into his um, own picture mm-hmm. on a side of a AEW truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt came out and flew onto both of them from the truck. Uh, there was a giant ladder there, and I was I was sort of disappointed they never used that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then uh, they started fighting towards the escalators, and then the Young Bucks super kicked Blade onto the escalators, and he took a big ride up yeah. to the top. He was passed uh, out on the escalator, he rode to the top, and then came back down later. Yeah, and then they fought back to the ring... And then Blade came back. I don't know how he came back. He seemed to be on the, on the other floor of the arena. Um, took the other escalator down. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's that's a short time to recover from two super kicks. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, lots of tables introduced into the match. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of teases of table spots, like they were both going to powerbomb Nick into a table onto the one side, and then they were going to powerbomb Blade onto the table on the other side, and then Butcher took, like, a horrible bump. He took, like, not, like, a horrible in a bad way, but, like, a horrible, like, that, like, painful bump. Um... I meant like not like horrible like he messed it up or anything, but like horrible like it looked yeah no no really I, nasty I, yeah I get what you mean um, yeah, he and just it was. he just flew at uh, I think it was Matt and just bashed his face on the table uh, uh, Matt too was bleeding from the nose and mouth yeah was, yeah um, and then Butcher I think Blade was supposed to go through the table but he missed. Um, Butcher, not wanting to not have a table spot, decided to just throw himself at Nick Jackson uh, with a big, I don't even know what to call it, like, diving splash. It was like a tackle, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of tackled him into it. And, yeah, so he put, I guess, what was that, Nick? Yeah, it was Nick through. Yeah, Nick through the table. The table. I can only tell because I know Nick has sideburns and Matt has a full beard. Okay. Um and so, then yep. yeah, they both fought up to the ramp. Butcher and Blade got tables from the entranceway. Um and then they climbed the stage and leaped off uh, The Young Bucks did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Young Bucks did. Um they uh, Matt hit an elbow drop and Nick hit a swanton bomb. Call it a senton bomb for some reason. I, I thought that was what it's called. Senton no, Se- a senton is like falling on your back. Oh, it's like jumping off. Oh, okay. like yeah, I don't know. But whoever called that called it a senton. Yeah, I think but, it was Excalibur. Yeah. Um. um Good ending to the match. You know, it was interesting. They yeah. pinned them right there on the table. So they won. Um, 
Yeah, that was a... Uh, I, I don't think we gave the first match a grade. Um, Co- Cody versus Eddie Kingston. I'm not giving the squash match a grade. Um, right. Cody versus Kingston, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I'll give it a C+. Okay. I'll give this match a B because, you know, it was very mm-hmm. fast-paced action. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much kind of like a Attitude Era hardcore match. Right. Right. Um, there's a lot of goofy stuff and a lot of really cool stuff that they did, and I just like really admired what they were going for here. Um, mm-hmm. They're trying to show that the Bucks are tough, not only you know high flyers in the ring, but can hang with you know tough guys. I think that's really what this is about. Yeah, and so, that's not a bad thing. You know, you want to make sure that your top tag teams are versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that they can go against anybody. Um, so it's not, it's not a bad, you know, I think this was a good idea. I think it showed them both. I think it showed that both tag teams work really well. Um, and you know, yeah, it was a good match. I would give this, yeah, what'd you say, a B? B, yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a B, B plus. Um, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then after that was over, um, they had, I don't know, the old guy that does the backstage interviews, which I think is hysterical mm-hmm. because it's like WWE, it's all... You know, young, beautiful women doing the backstage interviews. And they got this old, lumbering guy that does the backstage interviews. Yeah, he gets picked on, like, a lot. Yeah, um, he's backstage. He's looking for uh, looking for Jake Roberts and um, and yeah. the murder hawk. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. And he finds them. They're all annoyed that he wants an interview. He starts saying, you know... Well, the, the interviewer starts saying, you know, hey, you know, it's weird. You haven't been on, you haven't had a match on, on AEW in a while. And he's like, yeah, well, why do you think that is? I don't know, man. He's like, you want to see, you want to see something? You want to see something? So he drags the guy into the locker room. And then Lance Archer just beats up everyone in the locker room. Not, no one recognizable. Yeah. Just like, you know, all of the local talent. Um, he just, yeah, he beats them all up. And he's like, you know, how do you like that? And he walks out, and then Jake Roberts is like, I told you, man. <laughs> so I guess if anybody needed a squash match for the night, they would they would have been out of luck. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so you know, they're just making him look like a badass again, and yeah, look, making him look like he's pissed that he hasn't been on TV. So uh, I'm I sure f- he'll be on TV soon. I feel like he needs it. I still feel like it was the wrong decision to have Cody beat him. Um, I don't know, because this TNT title reign's been entertaining, but I still think it was a bit of a bad decision. Right. And then just that weird thing with Joey Janela that only had, like, a week of build. Right. It's... He's been... He hasn't been going really great lately. He needs something to make him really, like, a monster again. Yeah, Um, he needs a good feud, though. He needs a good feud with someone... You know, either like a high flyer that he can dominate in the end, or like, I don't know. I don't know who he would go good against, but um, yeah. he needs a good feud. I feel like he needs a big guy, because... Well, it, a big guy feud, would I think that's eventually what he needs, but I think maybe to get him back looking like a badass again, you know, I think he needs to, like, beat up like an upper-level mid-card, like, high flyer, like maybe... I don't know if this is upper level mid card, but maybe Sunny Kiss, maybe, um, maybe um, like Jungle Boy. Yeah, maybe Jungle Boy. Boy. Yeah, someone that's that's good, you know, but wouldn't you know it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for, for Lance Archer to you know kind of kick their ass mostly. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what they do with them. So, so then after the break, they came back and um, they had the uh, the two newer uh, players in the women's division, uh, Diamante and Ivelisse versus yeah. Ivelisse. Um, so first they announced a tournament, a women's tag team oh, right, tournament right. cup thing for uh, August. Uh, I think it was starting August 16th. I think so, yeah. Um, it's going to be a bunch of randomly drawn women's tag teams fighting for a cup. Um, it sounds like a pretty good idea. and it I sounds... would bet half a million dollars that this breaks up um, Brandy and... Uh, yeah. What's up, Allie? Allie? I'll, I bet... You know, there's going to be one team of rivals. It's either going to be Britt Baker and Big Swole, mm-hmm. or uh, not Sheeta and Rose. Um, I don't know. Penelope Ford and some annoying baby face. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that'll probably be at least some of what they do with that. And it'll be interesting. I think they can make... Yeah, actually, that's that's a good... Combination, uh, Small and uh, Britt Baker. That would be funny, kind of. Um, but yeah, so they announced that. Um, to me, uh, the Diamante and Ivelisse match was meh. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't super impressive, you know. Maybe it was just that it was both their first time on a big, big show. Um, it was just like a lot of chops and a lot of yeah. strikes. And I get that that was what they were trying to get over with these two women, that they're strikers. Mm-hmm. But even in matches with strikers, like the Undertaker's a striker, mm-hmm. but he he can wrestle, you know, brilliant matches mm-hmm. that just don't aren't just like chops and kicks and punches. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I like I get where they were going with that, but that can't be like the whole heart of the match. Yeah, no, it was. That's what kind of made it a little bit boring. They were both good. They were both talented. Um, you know, I don't, I couldn't tell one from the other really, except one had red hair and one had black hair. You know, they were very similar styles, very similar looks, um, except for the different colored hair. So I don't know. I I wasn't hugely impressed. Um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, yeah. I in, think in Diamante. the end, Diamante and uh, won. Uh, she pulled it off in the end. So we'll see where that takes her. We'll have more on that too. Um, yeah. So, what was next? Next up, we had Hangman Page versus... What was his name? Angel... Adam Five Angels or something? Angel... I don't remember. Something. Adam Five, five. Angel? He's Five. He's known as Five in the Dark Order. Now. Um, Adam Page versus Five. I think it was Adam versus Adam. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but... It, Not a bad it, match for a mismatch in size. Um, yeah, he looked really impressive in this match, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that it was one of the better wrestling matches of the night. Um, yeah. They both did pretty good. Um, he, I don't know what it was. He kind of pulled, Adam Page kind of pulled a finisher on him, or what looked like a finisher, and he didn't He didn't get him. So that was kind of impressive. Mm. Um, five showed a lot of resilience. Um, mm. And then, you know, halfway, or three quarters of the way, or whatever it was yeah, through half, the match. I'd say halfway. Yeah, well, the, uh, right most of the rest of the Dark Order came out and were standing on the stage. It was five of them. Yeah, um, it was right before they went for a break. Yeah, Sorry, right before they went for a break. Halfway. They went for a break, came back. Um, so it was back and forth. Uh, Paige wound up winning. Um, and then as soon as he won, you know... Well, actually, as soon as he won, what? That's when Brody Lee and yeah. Cabana came out uh, uh-huh. together. 
Um, Cody Brody yeah. got in a ring, uh, actually offered uh, Hangman Page uh, a place in the Dark Order. Yeah. And he pissed off Brody Lee by saying, sorry, man, I'm not into cults. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I think it's the thing, like, Brody Lee doesn't like calling the Dark Order a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt Cabana um, was, like, sort of uneasily standing with the Dark Order. Like, he didn't know where to stand mm-hmm. and what to do, really. Um, the only thing I noticed about him, though, was even though it was a Colt Cabana shirt, it was dark. Yeah, it was dark. He and always it always had bright colors, and he had dark colors on tonight. So that's yeah. always, not always, but sometimes a sign. Um, yeah, well, and then Brody Lee leads Colt Cabana away as right. the rest of the Dark Order beat down on Adam Page, and then out come FTR, not Kenny Omega. Not Kenny Omega. FTR come out with a, uh, a styrofoam cooler full of beer and knock, um... I think it was five. Knock out. five out with it, and then uh, they come in and they clear the ring mostly. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, they cleared the ring totally. Yeah. Um, of the rest of the guys, um, and then out comes way too late Kenny Omega. Yeah. So FTR is in the ring. They uh, they grab some of the beers. They hand Page one. He of course accepts it. Starts drinking it. Omega asks them for a beer. They're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you can kind of see a little bit of heat between uh, Omega and Page. Like he's like, you know, where were you? Why did you take so long to get out? To come out and help me, you know. So it was almost more like friction between those two. But he was silently annoyed with Kenny Omega. He wasn't like actively like yelling at him. Yeah, no, they didn't look like really mad. He didn't look really mad, but he was like, "What's up with that kind of thing?" Yeah, you know. So we'll see. You know, again, playing more friction towards them. Uh, you know, everyone, no one knows whether they're going to stay together or not. Um, but we'll see. This looks like an easy. This looks like an easy way to have them split up. I think what it's going to come down to is, though, that I think they're going to wind up facing FTR at some point, and I think Hangman's going to walk out. Maybe. I think Hangman's going to like leave Omega hang out to dry, and, and Omega's going to lose. It, it would be cool if they split up while they were still tag champs. I'm just saying. like mm, They could go some different ways with that, yeah. That's mm. happened in the past, and it's always kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so then was the main event, uh, Mm -hmm. Jericho and Jake Hager versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, uh, you know, it's, they're all very good. Action was good, yeah, yeah, Um, the action was good. Oh, I forgot to give the last couple, I forgot to give the last match a grade, there were the last two matches a grade. Uh, Ivelisse versus Diamante gets a C. Yeah, Um, I agree. And Hangman Page... Versus five gets a B minus. I would give it a flat B. I think it was better than that, but okay. Uh, so yeah, so Jericho and uh, Hager versus Jurassic Express. Mm. Um, yeah, good action. You know what you would expect from this match. Mm. Um, this is probably a B minus for me too. I yeah, think. yeah. I might give it a B also. I don't know. I must. I must feel uh, more gracious than you today. Um, what's funny about the whole thing overall is, and I know we're not at the very end, but. Just like, I kind of enjoyed this more than any of the Fighter Fest or the... I don't know, I like tonight. I don't know, I thought... I thought Fighter Fest Part 1 was really good. I thought it was less ridiculous. 
Yeah, but like fight. Yeah, yeah Fighter Fest one was better than tonight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I and think like, Fighter Fest two, Fighter kind Fest of, Part and, two was underwhelming. And fight for the Fallen, a fight for the Fallen. It was not that. I don't know, man. I didn't like Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, uh, it was actually, too goofy. You said get the f out. I think they got the fight out. Yeah, yeah. So um, he uh, anyway. So yeah, it was a good match. What you'd expect, B B minus um, in action. Um, and then at the end, at the end they had. What was even his name? Ser- Serpentico. Serpentico. Serpentico comes in and hits the masked a... superstar. Serpentico came out and helped the inner circle, and how, everyone's like, "Oh my god! How could you, Serpentico? New, is that a new inner circle member? I know you so well, Serpentico. This is not like you." <laughs> and apparently, Serpentico had wrestled some matches on Dark already. Oh, really? Yeah, they said they said uh, that. So it turns out. It's Sammy Guevara? What? Uh, I didn't expect him to be back this quick. No, I didn't either. And like about five to ten seconds before he pulled the mask off, I saw the eyes. And I was like, that's Sammy. I couldn't remember his name. It was so funny. I was trying to tell Dan while we were watching. I'm like, that's um, God, that's him. That's him. And he's like, what are you talking about? No, Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, – I didn't know you were talking about Sammy Guevara. I thought kind of in the back of my head – when it first happened, I was like, that's not Sammy Guevara. Is that Sammy Guevara? <laughs> he wouldn't be back this early. The combination of his eyes and his, like his build, because he had like this weird like yeah. tunic on almost, like a like a like a, a luchador would. Yeah, but like the sides were ripped off, so you could see his like the side of his, you know, torso more. And it was like definitely his build. And as soon as I saw the eyes, as soon as they got a closer up as they were as he was take about to take the mask off. I was like, that's that's freaking Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and at the end, I was like, oh, he's not going to take the mask off? Is this guy just Serpentico in the inner circle forever? Like, <laughs> who is Serpentico and why I do really I care? like, oh, cool, they got some weird new guy to be in, in the inner circle. Cool, why not? You know? Yeah. They need more I mean, people. If they, Especially if Guevara is going to be out for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they did the... They should have built him up a bit more. Yeah. I was yeah, like, who is so. this Serpentico dude? So, yeah, but he came uh, in and, uh, you know, they started beating up yeah. on um, on Jurassic Express and Marco Stunt. Um, and then... Out came Orange Cassidy. Out came Orange Cassidy. Friends. Before he even got to the ring, best friends ran past him. Because, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy was sauntering to the ring as usual. Mm-hmm. But best friends ran in and they uh, they cleared out the ring. Orange Cassidy came in. He uh, you know just started you know. And then it was just a stare down between the whole inner circle and all those guys. Mm-hmm. The inner circle flipped them the bird. Yeah, that's like their new move now. I think. And um, so yeah, a lot of matches announced for next. Yeah, week. a lot of matches announced for next week. Might be a full card of matches because mm-hmm. they got. Uh, I put yeah, Omega and Page versus the Dark Order. For the tag belts. For the tag belts. Hey. Sheeta versus Diamante. Yeah, that's that's that was quick. That's <laughs> odd. Yeah, like are they gonna do that match now? Is Diamante gonna win? Because that seems like the only way they could sort of segue into another match with them. I don't know. I don't know. Um we also have Inner Circle and Best Friends versus Whoa. No, no. <laughs> Inner Circle versus Jurassic Express and Best Friends. Yes. Um, five on five. 
Five on five, yeah. It's yeah, only Sammy Guevara's back, and then you have Orange Cassidy with best friends with um, uh, what do you Jungle call it? Boy Jungle and Boy Luchasaurus. and Luchasaurus. No Marco Stunt. No Marco Stunt in the match, no. Um, so, and then you got the other big one, which is uh, John Moxley and Darby Allen versus mm. Cage and uh, Starks. Yeah, so. that I think that should be a really good match there. Yeah. Um, just just purely on Darby Allen and Ricky Starks. Um, I think they'll probably have really good chemistry together. Right. Um, we also have Cody. He's going to be in another TNT title open challenge. And, you know, the normal, the usual. Will it be CM Punk or Ryback or Sting. EC3 or, um, or The Rock? Hulk Hogan. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not going to be Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's looking for a place to work, Eddie. Yeah, but AEW just flat out barred from ever yeah, showing that's, up that's there. That's right. I actually forgot about that. Um, yeah. Maybe it'll be Ric Flair. Maybe the Four Horsemen. Yeah. I mean... We'll come back together. The old Four Horsemen will introduce the new Four Horsemen. I wonder what fourth member they would have to use, though. Luger's in bad shape. Um, Chris Benoit is dead. Um, yeah. um, who else? Barry Windham? That would be interesting. Steve I don't know what he's Mongo McMichael. Like. Mongo McMichael. Um, I try and forget he was in the Horseman. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that might be happening, but not with Cody. Maybe with Paige. Purely on the fact that he's hanging out with FTR. You know, yeah, yeah. They might be... they might keep Spears out of it at that point because I mean I think it's got to be Cody, and then if you had Paige and um, FTR, that would round it out. That um, sucks for Sean Spears though. Yeah, yeah. What's he gonna do? He should. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the fact that he's with Tully though, that I mean, it feels like it has to happen. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a weird. Maybe even FTR won't be in it. Maybe it'll be a different tag team. I don't know though. It's. They're we- it's weird how they're building that up because he's looking at FTR and FTR is more hanging out with Hangman Page, but he's also looking at Cody. It's just a super weird sort of build to this. What I also noticed in the main event was during the picture-in-picture, mm-hmm. um, they cut to Matt Hardy a couple times. Yeah, you told me that. I stepped out in a room and you were telling me that and I never saw it again. So you said he looked... He was in the audience looking sad? Yeah, he was like in like a hoodie and he looked like really sad. Hmm. And I don't know like what the deal with that was. Right. Maybe he's looking at Jericho or Hager or hmm. I don't know what's going on with that. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably some foreshadowing you're doing. Um, um yeah, I don't know where they're gonna go with that. Or maybe he's looking at Jurassic Express. Maybe he's looking to manage some more tag teams. That's true. That could be. That could be. Um, so I guess we'll find out. Hopefully in the near future it won't be one of those storylines that they tease and never comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. But we will see. Yeah, so that's all for this week. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Dynamite. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of this. Make sure to tune in next week for all of our opinions and reactions to all the things that happened on uh, Dynamite. Uh, Make sure you stay away from Serpentico. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Stay safe, everybody.